the lesson there is you're going to have moments where you're an imperfect parent. But then in those imperfect moments, if you zoom it all the way out, can be one of their greatest advantages. Welcome to the Be Better Mindset podcast, where we talk about the importance of improving life across every variable. We talk about topics like self-improvement, health, and so many strategies to manage the many stresses we have in life. If you are interested in pursuing happiness, bettering yourself daily, and reaching your fullest potential, this podcast is for you. Remember, you are great, but you can always be better. Guys, welcome back to the Be Better Mindset podcast. I am your host, Royce. Today, I really want to talk about why being a better parent makes the world of a difference, you know, and uh, the topic is really just becoming a better parent, but also becoming a better X, Y, and Z. For me, it's a better entrepreneur. For you, it's a better coach, better manager. But guys, I do have a a co-host here today. It's Mark, aka Pastor Mark, aka Quads Mark, because his quads are slightly bigger than mine. So I admire it a little bit. His kiddo is here with me a little bit today, guys. So if you hear his kiddo, it's perfect because it's about parenting. And um, I wanted to bring him in because a lot of times I do have a lot of these coaching sessions with my coaches and my team. And man, the best conversations that I have throughout the week is going to be with them all the time. And I wish you guys were there because I think some of our best talking events are when we're doing these one-on-ones. And and guys, oftentimes I'm not just coaching about like, hey, this is how you become a better coach. Sometimes it's like we talk about parenting, we talk about self-care, we talk about managing stress, discomfort, and um, hopefully if this turns out well, we can do a segment with the coaches. And it's not just going to be a freestyle thing, guys. There'll be a topic in there. I want to make sure we it's cohesive, but it's much easier for me to really create a lot more because it takes a lot of energy for me to just speak on a mic and then imagine a person right in front of me. So this is a blessing. So Mark, thank you for um, spending some time with us. Guys, this is Mark's first one. <laughs> I'm really excited about it. So so, um, so Mark, really, really quick. So I mean, I wanted to really grasp some lessons that we've learned as a as a, as a father because we have a lot of fathers number one listening to this podcast father and xyz you know entrepreneur we have fathers soon to be fathers but they're also managing a life and i think this is really important because one we have at least for me you know i've i used to believe that being a father being a good father meant i have to sacrifice becoming a becoming a good entrepreneur and vice versa, if I wanted to become an awesome entrepreneur, uh, that I'd have to sacrifice becoming a, a a better father, right? And I think it just it's a thought that doesn't really serve me well. And when I used to think those thoughts, I would actually be disconnected, meaning that I wouldn't be present in any of those things. And just and just recently having my son Lucas, right? Um, and this is not like an epiphany. This uh, Hopefully, guys, if you guys are having babies right now, if you have this initial thought, it can serve you because those first two years was really tough for me. Um, and it forced me to really just pull back and and not take care of myself in certain, certain areas of my life, right? 
Um, Mark, how, how have you felt about that? Did you have that same thought as me or was like, no, being a father is, what was that like for you? Um, honestly, the being a father was, I've always wanted to be a father. Like that was like always like a goal of like, I wouldn't say goal, but like I always wanted to have kids. I always wanted to experience, you know, that of like having your lineage be passed on and, you know, being able to, I guess, like pass on your knowledge and raise a kid. Right. You know what I mean? Um, so I always wanted to be a father, but honestly, I think what threw me for a loop was just how like real it got the moment he popped on out. It was like, Oh, everything is going to be different. Yeah. And I think the realization of probably a month in of, Oh my gosh, I'm always going to now be responsible for, you know, another life for the rest of my life. Hopefully. Yeah. It's crazy. So guys, when I met Mark, his major value and importance was his family. 100%. And, and that was like, hey, Mark, like, I know family's going to be first. Like, what, what can you do for coaching? And we balanced it really well at first. I think you weren't coaching as much. And it's naturally evolved. You've actually taken on more, mm-hmm. right? And, and I'm the opposite. I was very entrepreneurial first. You know, family is important. But it, like, to be honest, it was always like, no, second. Right, because I was always second, and I thought being second was actually gave me some serious advantages. But I wanted to ask, like, how has, like, because yours is the opposite. So, like, how has becoming kind of more ingrained into this entrepreneurial management leadership style impact your relationship with your son? Um, I definitely feel that learning to balance. Yeah definitely of hey man like he is most important my family is most important no matter what's going on coaching um training people my my even training like that all comes second to how is my wife how is my son right um but as i've started to take on more tasks it's all like okay well how do i navigate giving as much time as I can to them, but yeah. also grow just my mental state and, you know, yeah, like yeah. taking on new things, having yeah. challenges. I think they go hand in hand. Yeah. Which you, is, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's, it's one of those where you find the, a new challenge and, you know, you kind of get stretched, like, you know, yeah. being like, like taffy or something, you get stretched, but then all of a sudden nowhere, like so many other things become easier to handle you know the craziness that he has when he's like super hyper you know and i've got stuff to do then it's more of like okay i I got this you know i can handle can handle him yeah can make sure that he's being taken care of he's having fun you know making sure he's being behaved but also i can still you know challenge myself to get things done in other aspects outside of the house i want to i want to like go deeper in that because because you're going through a nutrition challenge right now yes and here's the thing, like I have a lot of friends and most of the parents and fathers that I see when they have their first kid and their second kid and third kid, they also gain another 20, 30 or 40 pounds. And guys, actually Mark at this moment is losing weight in the process and still having a second one on its way, yep. right? So how is like, 
did you believe that that was actually possible or, or is that what you're talking about in terms of like stretching like stretching the belief that you can actually be an outlier in this process oh for sure I definitely I mean even when Corbin came uh, I definitely I think I gained like 10 15 pounds within like yeah. the first two weeks I gained 15. where it was I don't care <laughs> what type of food I was eating mm-hmm. it was I just need sleep and I just need food in me like didn't yeah. even care what it was somebody would be like I'm going to Taco Bell do you want anything and I was like yes and it was like just get me whatever yeah um so definitely the first time around with Corbin it was it was rough it was hard to just balance everything but I also yeah. felt it was everything was new Right. And you're a first time dad. It's yeah. it's like, you know, getting hit in the face and then being like, Oh wow, I've never by, gotten hit in the face before. Now that the other one's coming around, it's all like, Okay, I yeah. know the things that might that might be roadblocks, yeah. but now it's all like it's it's easy. Especially with the nutrition challenges. Yeah. It's almost now of okay, yeah. I know I need to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, and honestly probably set a good example. He yeah. he's a little young, he's three yeah. and a half, but I think he sees that like why is daddy not having ice cream with me every time? It's like, right. well you know, daddy's trying to eat healthy and he's like, Well, health ice cream's healthy and I'm like, Well, not really <laughs> and he's all like, yeah. oh, Okay, well, I wanna eat healthy and it's like, Okay, man, let's do it. So this like restraint in your nutrition has given you like this space to, to teach a lesson. Oh, for sure. 100%. Lesson. Well, and I honestly think subconsciously in his mind, he sees that there is somewhat of a challenge. Yeah. And he sees that like we're sticking to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think, I think that, 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 I think that would be super powerful the older he gets and the yeah. more he sees that. I think yeah. that goes straight on even with working out. Like he sees us struggle and he's doing it too. And then he he's like, "Well, I want to do it. It it doesn't seem like a struggle. It seems fun." Yeah. And I think that's that's killer right there. It's normalcy for him. Oh, yeah. Right. So I like how you like you're getting fitter throughout this. And then here's how being like a better father has helped me become a better entrepreneur. In the past, I would work 80 plus hours. And there's certain weeks you'll probably see me here longer than normal. Don't get me wrong, I'm still doing my long hours. But significantly having, or significantly after having Lucas, my time almost cut in half. Like I'm literally working 40 hours a week, guys. Like four hours strong, I'm pretty much here all day. But then I really force myself to constrain into like three days off. And then there might be some days where I I take on clients, but that's just like fillers, right? So one thing of of having Lucas making me like a, a better father is I was like, let's, I can't there's no way I can spend some time so I'm going to constrain it so I closed it down to four days but because of that guys what's really cool about this is I became more efficient as a boss right so if I only have four days guess what there's no way I can do the other the other few days so I've really like spent my 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 thoughts and my time really replacing myself and really recruiting top talent that I can trust and handle those three extra days one but i also like i systemized everything that i'm able to do to be honest more productivity in the seven days that i was doing in four and without him being there i don't think i would have would have ever tried to condense my time i would have just been working seven days a week 
80 plus hours. And, uh, and that's just one of the reasons why becoming a better father also can make you a better entrepreneur. And, and that's just like a lesson that I'm learning just now. And prior to that, I thought it was like, it's over. My, my entrepreneurial dreams are over. But it's, it's actually amplified it. And I, th- I think I'm definitely the exact opposite. Before starting here, yeah, it was all about Corbin time. Yeah, it was it was like as much time as I need, you know, to hang with myself. But it was all Corbin time. Yeah, it was what What are we going to do today? Are we going to go to yeah. the park? Are we going to go to his favorite store? You know, how do I play with them? Stuff like that. And then I was like, wait, I can't, I can't do any more. I can't take on any more. And then it was slowly you know coaching a little bit more slowly taking a little more on and that time management man that like setting time up for him for me and honestly i just got better at okay i can do this in an hour and i can do that in an hour and then i can spend time with him and honestly i think it's good because he sees me go to work and he understands that that's work yeah but also now i get to surprise him when it's like hey we're gonna go. To we're yeah. gonna go to your favorite store, right. and we're just gonna walk around and hang on out. And like, there's there's yeah. even like, there's other stuff. Like when we go to our the Bass Pro Shop, yeah, I get my walking, in, I get my steps in. Yeah. I'm just, but I'm hanging out with him. Yeah. Dual purpose, man. You know, trying yeah. to find the little, the little things that you can do both with. Yeah, I think that was pretty cool. And with just managing time, now it's yeah. all like, okay, I could take that on. But I've also found limits too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about it with the with the limit with uh, with Corbin is like, hey, I might actually be at the gym yeah. too much at sometimes, and, and I'm all like, man, I need to kind of take a step back right. and look at how is he doing? Yeah, like, is he bored? Is he here yeah. too much? Like, am I am I giving him enough time to be a kid? Because yeah. honestly, he hasn't started school yet, so it's yeah. like. Let's go play. Let's go have a park day. Stuff yeah. like that. He's having some serious social interactions with adults, though. Oh, like he is. And so. his vocabulary is gained from that. But yeah. it's also, it's like, you need to have some socializing <laughs> with some kids, though, too. Otherwise, kids are going to be like, yo, you're too smart for yeah. me, man. <laughs> or it's all like, why Why doesn't he like to have fun and play? It's all yeah. like that. Yeah. There he is. He's speaking a little bit. So... So yeah, guys, like just, just understanding that is like so key. Like we've had just pretty transparent. We've had some pretty amazing athletes come in and, you know, some of them actually went to prison, right? And I had these conversations with them. It's like, what's your most, what's like, what were some things that you didn't realize going into prison? And one of the things that they said, and I think it adapts really well with this time management thing because, um, Sometimes being so busy and managing your time can feel very constricting from the outside, right? But here's what they said. The most peaceful time in my life was in prison. And I just like, I, and I was correlating this, this same notion because my time, if you look at my calendar, it looks crazy. You're like, guys, this guy is like, he's not, there's no freedom. But ironically, I feel the most free because now like in those segments where i have an hour with my wife an hour with my son an hour my workout i know i'm inside that workout right so it's like i'm all free for that 
and uh, in the spaces where I have clients, I'm I'm all into my clients. And I don't know if you're like the same way, but if I have too much white space, I feel I don't feel good, right? But then when I'm like, okay, it's condensed. Like I'm more, it forces me to be more present. I don't know if, if you're the same way. Oh, one hundred percent. I mean the the scheduling. I mean I think that's the biggest thing for, from you is you know scheduling just the time with my little man. Yeah. You know, like scheduling and be like, okay, I'm gonna sit down on the ground. Yeah. And I'm just gonna play with him. And honestly, I think that that just gives that like. Mm-hmm. what they say like that core memory you know what I mean you're just building that core memory and so like you're super attentive yeah. there's no idle time I do I definitely notice as I've gotten quote unquote busier yeah there I notice idle time sometimes you, you lose you lose that time because all of a sudden I know you're like man I just sat down did absolutely nothing for yeah. the last 45 minutes to an hour and I'm all like yeah. oh man that was just dead dead time there wasn't yeah. going anything going on right like i mean yeah we might me and him might have been watching a show but yeah. it was kind of like dead time right it's like we could spend that time doing something else something else exactly yeah and, and honestly you're not even you're not even attentive kind of like what you were talking yeah. about of being like solely focused on yeah what's going on it's like yeah. that idle time you're not attentive to anything mm-hmm. and i i think i think there are times where you need to let the mind wander and stuff, but yeah. being present in just the situation and stuff, I think that's that's killer right there. It's huge. Yeah. So I like how you brought that up because my wife called me out because we do these like monthly meets and we're like, how can I become a better father? We've kind of talked about that in one of our talks. And um, she said, you could be a better father if you treated them, if you treated your son like a client. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, you're so present with your clients and your coaches. Like, you're all in. But then when you're at home, you're answering your emails and you're doing this. It's like, you would be a greater father by at least three points if you just spent your first 10 minutes with just him in his world. And actually, I've been doing that. And dude, it's like one of the best parts of my day. Like, I'll whatever he wants to do, it's a yes. I'm like, yes, dad. Play soccer, hide and seek, build Legos. Like I'm in, and what's amazing is he doesn't have a lot of tantrums. He doesn't have a lot of mood swings. He's just a happy kid if you ever see this guy, right? And it's just because of those 10 minutes. I didn't even set a whole hour for it. If, if it turns into an hour, I'll, I'll go for it. But kids, like the biggest thing is I just understood kids just want your time. They don't care about the toys. Dude, my son has kajillion toys. He doesn't play with all kajillion. He would rather spend time with his parents, Mm -hmm. which is like, it's such a gift because you realize that nothing really does matter. It's just that, it's just that, that like full on present time. And they feel that, you know what I mean? I think that's the same when, when I love surprising him, when we want to go to like Bass Pro Shop. Yeah. It's all like, dude, do you want to go? And he's like, yes. And he's so excited. And then... Because there's not, like, there's stuff to look at, but he's spending time with me. That's really it. Like, let's go look at this. Let's go do that. Let's go look at the fishes. Let's go look at the toys. Yeah. He likes to go to the boat section and stuff like that. Yeah. And so it's just one of those where it's like, that is attentive time spending together. 
Yeah. Or it's all like, yeah, let's like he loves working out, so he'll tell me and let's work out. me and the wife. He'll be like, let's work out, let's go in the garage and work out. And yeah. honestly, he even knows when our time is. Yeah. He's all like, listen, you guys usually work out at this time. Let's go work cool. out. And then it's look at me. Yeah. Let's do this. Like look at look at what yes. I can do. And honestly, the moment you just even spend five minutes, yeah, like even teaching him something of like, hey, stand like this. Yeah. Then yeah, there's sometimes he gets a little upset, but other yeah. times he's all like, he just likes like he it. likes, he likes it. it. You know, because it's spending quality time. It is so. So I do this every Sunday. So my wife will will have to hike, and then I have to watch Lucas. And I'll find ways to just like make my actual day more exciting for him. So I do Murph every single day, right? And he knows my mile runs. And then I told him just like this past weekend, I was like, we're going to run to the school and then back. And she's like, yeah, let's go to the school because the school is about two miles. And he was all in. Do you know what I mean? And it's not like, I think there's, I mean, I see parents, they spend hours throughout their week finding the perfect place you know disneyland um i don't know man like water park park jumpy castle right they're finding all of these destinations but ironically the destination that your kid wants is just time with you and it doesn't matter if it's on your backyard or it could be running a mile towards a school isn't that crazy? Yep. Right? So, and again, I wouldn't understand that if I wasn't an entrepreneur looking at that. It, it, obviously, it took it took another person to actually see that. But that's when it's really started to shift for me. Being a better entrepreneur made me a better parent. Me becoming a better parent made me a better entrepreneur. And that's like, that's one of the biggest lessons that I want people to have because I feel like they, they paralyze themselves. They hold themselves back when they think, Oh, you have to sacrifice one. And it's such a, it, it's not a good belief that serves you. You know what I mean? I think, I think one thing that we always try to separate, mm-hmm. we always try to separate, I am an entrepreneur at this time of day. And now I'm a parent at this time yes. of the day, which is the exact opposite. You're always an entrepreneur yeah. and you're always a parent. It yes. goes hand in hand. There is no separation of it. Yeah. So I think that's the killer. That's the killer part that most people start to they they want to separate the two. And it's like no, right. like I don't need to have my entrepreneurial time and then nothing else matters. And you're not a parent. So like yes. no, I mean you you are still a coach. Yeah. I'm still a coach. Well, what's wrong with him watching us be a coach? Exactly. We're still parenting. Then it is. Yeah. There's there's no separation from it. And then now he's all like, Dad, I want to coach. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> then, then all of a sudden I know yeah. he's telling people, you know, even yeah. though it might be wrong, he's like, oh, yeah. butt down, chest up on the squat. And people yeah. are like, oh, that's crazy. And it's like, yeah. no, that's that's being a parent. Yeah. There's no separation from it. It's and the same even, thing. I yeah. guarantee you, you know, the stuff that you're doing, yeah. Lucas is all like, oh, that's just normal. Yeah. That's just what it is. And yeah. There's no separation from it. You know what your son has picked up from from our facility? Because anyone that a person walks in, less than probably ten seconds, you got to say hi or bye. Oh, for sure, right? And I think your son has picked that up. Every person that walks in, hey, hey, I see you later, bye. Mm-hmm. Like I think those are like, not a lot of kids are learning that. You know, unfortunately, the millennials that we see are not learning that. Well, I, I think also because he's around 
adult. Yeah. He's yeah. not scared of adults. Yeah. He's not intimidated by adults. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I, I was the same way when I was younger. Is yeah. I went to my mom and or my nana, yeah. uh, her salon. I went there all the time. No matter yeah. if it was my mom taking me, if yeah. it was my grandparents taking me, I went there all the time. So I was yeah. always around adults. So yeah. I was never scared or intimidated to talk yeah. to an older person. Mm-hmm. It was like, hey, let me tell you about the day. And that's the same thing with yeah. him. He's all like... I want to tell you about what I did today. Let me tell you. And most kids are like, I don't want to talk to anybody unless it's a younger kid. I was that kid. Yeah, I was that kid where my dad and my mom was like, don't talk to any strangers. And the disadvantage to that is you don't become a good salesperson. So it took me a really long time to, because I'm very introverted, but I, I appear to be pretty extroverted talking to a lot of people, but really I thrive really well not talking to anybody. But it took me a long time to really grasp that. But if I had that, man, it would just be so second nature to me to just be like, what's up, dude? Every single person in the world. And that's a major advantage because rule number one for sales is you actually have to have a conversation with someone, right? So I like how you said you're not just becoming a father and then part-time, like you're split. And I was thinking of, because a lot of my our team development, I'll share a story with my son. And then that experience with my son has a lesson. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a lesson where it was like the transition. I don't know if you were here or not, but the most destructive time in the groceries, when you're in the grocery store, is never like the, the aisles. It's like, it's never like just walking in, going to like the, it's at, it's at the transition. You know, it's right when you're about to like ring in all this stuff. Guess where all the stuff is? All the candies. Right when you're about to transition out, that's where a lot of the the real stuff happens. That's when you buy the most. And um, and uh, we've used we've used that that little metaphor in our in our team development where it's not so much the coaching where it's important. Sometimes it's like it's the transitions. Right, so the transitions between you're like, hey, how is, how is your weekend? How are you managing your stress? Where's the goals at? That's where like, the transition really actually does matter. And I would have never created that connection and story if I wasn't present being a father. You're like, so now I'm like, skip the aisles. Let's get let's get out as quickly as we possibly can because that's when I end up spending the most money. Oh, sure. <laughs> what do you think of that one? No, I like that. I mean, I think just daily life, we can use those lessons and and have stories that can relate. But I think we also need to be aware yeah. of when we do see a lesson involved is to yeah. share it. Yes. I mean, I, I think I've I've gone through a lot of classes where it was talking about taking a story and relating it um, back when I was in uh, a Bible college, you know, Mm -hmm. talking, all the pastors have those stories when they're up at the pulpit. They're like, hey, this happened during my life and this is how I can relate it to whatever topic that they're on. And honestly, I think when you're, when you get that idea of like, oh man, this is just relating, this can relate. Yeah my experience with my son or my experience with my kids can relate to my experience in the workplace or my experience 
you know, with, with even my wife, I mean, honestly, like you can take a lot of the relationship experience that you have with your kids and relate it to what about your relationship with your wife? You know, if you're spending attentive time with your kids and you're like, I need to block this out. It's like, how often are you having date nights? Cause that's the same thing. Yeah. It's you're spending time. It's true. Yeah. Dude, the, 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 the ones like the biggest talks that you guys have talked and in like mine and other people, like the mm-hmm. biggest talks, the ones that I remember the most is when they create a connection with a story. It's not just like, here are the three top things that you should do. I'll remember some of those top things, but then what I remember more is where they applied it to their own life and then they connected those three lessons, right? So it's like... It's like giving an analogy, man. Yeah. It, it sticks with you. Yeah, so it's and that's and that's where you can use the dad part into your part as a professional somewhere, you know what I mean? So, dude, I can feel like we could talk about this first lesson, but I want to go into your lesson cuz you shared one of those lessons for you and I think it's pivotal and I've actually used it into my own business, but you've used it into fatherhood, right? And that lesson was things will never go go as planned, but but that's okay. Yep. So run me through why. Like, what are some of those things? Well, I mean, honestly, I think the biggest thing is you know when you're when you're expecting to have a kid, you are yeah hyper aware of like I need to be the best parent ever, and we need to take care of the kid like this, and we're gonna yeah. do this, and I'll never do that, and right. you have all these things planned out, and even if you're like a super prepper like I'm, I'm gonna be the best parent ever and we're gonna have the the crib set up a certain way and we're gonna have this and we're gonna have that yeah. and you feel like you're prepared and then all of a sudden nowhere he doesn't even the sleep in the crib. moment the moment that yeah. my little man came out it was oh you've got things prepared yeah that's nah, not gonna work it, oh you've yeah. got this prepared ah oh, that's not gonna work yeah. oh you've got this oh nope that's still not gonna work and it, every time we felt like we got into quote unquote a rhythm yeah like oh man he's sleeping three to four hours i can get my workout done at this time yeah. we're you know feeding schedules good he's drinking this much and then all of a sudden nowhere is like nope exactly something changed and 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 it wasn't even like a little change it was like no everything's gonna change and yeah. i think the biggest the biggest one for us was when he had the sleep regression at six months, yeah, we were like, you know, like when you're a first new parent, you get like four hours sleep and you're like loving life. Yeah, yeah. Like, dude, I get in four hours each and every you get six time. Six hours is a dream. I'm all like, man, I could take on the world because you weren't getting, <laughs> you know, you weren't even getting that much. Yeah. And we started to do that, and it was like two, three months of like him sleeping a good four hours, and I was like, yeah. okay, I got this. Yeah. Like I'm feeling recovered. Yeah. I'll wake up. I'll go back to sleep, and then all of a sudden, no, our sleep regression hit at six months. It yeah. was waking up every hour on the hour, and we did that for two weeks straight yeah. of just wake up, put him down, fall back to sleep for about thirty yeah. minutes, wake back up, put him down, fall back, and it just it drained us, and we were yeah. like, "What do we do?" Like, because our our lives literally got flipped upside down, and then it was like, "Well, you need to adapt. Like, we need to figure out." what is next and i think that I that, that adapting to just to the conflict that was going on yeah really helped us it's like okay we've got a problem 
can we work through this problem? But if we're not solving it right away, we're still kind of rolling with the punches. And again, like the moment we started to adapt and change just even little stuff of getting him a good sleep routine, all Sanor went from waking up every hour to, I think he slept his in three or four days of doing a sleep routine, he slept six hours and we were like, yeah. Whoa. And that's the thing is we just adapted. That's like so instead good, of yeah. trying to like, you know, go through the same thing of, oh, this is not working. This is not working. We'll try something different. Yeah. Guys, I want you to rewind that really quick because what he said there is really just a metaphor of how you should just approach life. Number one, I think you should prepare, but don't prepare too much. But the big, more important thing is you just have to prepare to adapt. And I actually did the same thing. So me and my wife, we created this big room for him crib and i don't know if you guys know how much cribs are they're like two g's three g's guess how many times he slept in that thing (laughs) once Once. right so so that was like one of the major lessons you're like you think you're prepared like you're setting up this awesome environment but but they feel better when they're sleeping in your arms they feel better when they're sleeping in the stroller or on the ground right we learn how to do what's that called we learn how to do the the wrap Oh, the swaddling, yeah. Oh, he hates that. You know what I mean? So you're like, okay, I need to learn how to rap. So so there's all of these things. And here's what's cool. I've adapted that into my business. I've adapted that actually into coaching you guys. So I'm like, okay, if I prepare all of these lessons, they're going to be perfect. But in reality, not everyone, everyone has their own different learning curves. And it's allowed me to have a lot more grace and patience when someone doesn't learn something so quickly. You know what I mean? So, but I've also gotten to the point where I don't prepare anything and then I'm screwed, right? So that's why I think it's like, you should prepare, but don't prepare too much. Oh, for sure. I, I think I think there needs to be stuff we're ready for. Yeah. Like, we, you know, you can't just go in just, you know, I don't know how to swaddle and then, you know, you're up at, you know, three o'clock in the morning trying to figure out how to do it and the baby's crying. But yeah. also I also feel though that if you try to control yeah. every little aspect, that's especially being a father, yeah. That that's it's thrown out the it's window. Prison, yeah. yeah, it's thrown out the window because the kid kid doesn't care. Kid doesn't know. I love it. Dude, so I know you have a client here really soon. Let's get to the lesson three. You already smashed this one? Yep. So I think this is a really important one. I think I've discussed it in the past relationship ones. But the third lesson is the the imperfect like parenting gave me serious advantages in my adult life and vice versa. And what I mean by that, so I, I, I'm fairly transparent on my relationship with my father early on and it was... He was hard, right? He was hard, number one. He didn't spend time, number two, right? And he never really, really supported me, number three. But all of those, like, I look at that in the past, and I was like, that's just, my my dad was a crappy parent. But then if you zoom it out, I've been more resourceful. I've been more independent, right? I've been more successful because I just, I didn't need anybody, right? So it's really forced me to adapt in that way. And because of his neglect during that time actually made me a better entrepreneur. And then the other side, here's the other side. My mom was awesome. My mom was a cooker. She was a cleaner. She worked 80 hours a week. 
Dude, she took care of me when I was sick. She took care of my brothers when he, they were even take my my half brother when he was sick. Cared for my dad. Perfect, perfect wife, right? But it gave me this this unrealistic look on all of my relationships with women for a long time, right? And it's really pushed me away from great great people. But because of this expectation, it's really it's it, it's it's created this like distaste when something wasn't perfect and me and my wife actually we go over it but then here's the other thing my wife if my wife did all of those things she wouldn't be an executive where she's at right now there's no way she'd be cooking and cleaning and taking care of three kids and and it's just like it didn't make sense so so just like the lesson there is you're gonna have moments where you're an imperfect parent but then in those imperfect moments if you zoom it all the way out, can be one of their greatest advantages. Has that ever happened to you as a, as a kid when you're like, I hated that about my dad? Oh, for sure. I think, I think one thing that comes to mind, just looking at like maybe, maybe my dad is at times, he, he always wanted to spend that quality time, but it yeah. was shared interest. Yeah. Like if he liked it, he was, I mean, fully set, like ready to go. And I, I, our, our biggest thing was BMX racing. Yeah. He loved taking me out yeah. to go BMX racing. It was like he had a job, a role there yeah. at the, the track and mm-hmm. I had the racing and it just was a shared time. Yeah. But outside of that, yeah. one of the biggest things is he said no to pretty much anything. He didn't even listen yeah. to it. He just was like, no. <laughs> no, we're not going to do that. Dad, can I yeah. go outside and go play with my friends? No. No. And my mom's like, why can't he go out and play with the friends? I don't know. I just said no. <laughs> and it, it was one of those where it's like, oh, uh, man. But I honestly, I think there were times where he wasn't that perfect parent. Yeah. But I grew a little bit of independence on like, hey, I'm going to go ahead and do this like and yeah. to to ask and to actually um to actually give a reason like instead yeah. of like dad I just want to go play yeah. it was more of dad I'm going to go over to this person's house and I gave him an explanation and I gave wow. him the reasons why and then he was it was almost one of those where he had to listen to yeah. what I was saying instead of just saying no he had to listen yeah and I catch myself doing that sometimes with with Corbin I'll be I'll be like no no I don't want you to do that and then I'm like wait hold on and I'm like okay why and then he'll be like I don't know and then I'm like no tell me why and then he actually has to like think about it and then you could tell like he's he's using his brain he's using logic and reasoning to Mm -hmm. explain to me why he wants to do something at three years old so what you've adapted through him saying no is this massive level to negotiate oh sure and to actually have reasoning like behind stuff, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I definitely like. I think with good thing with my parents is my mom and dad were always open. Yeah. To share the hard stuff, like they were like, "Listen, tell me what's going on." Especially when I was oh, like wow. in junior high and stuff like that. My mom was like, "Something you really liked about them?" Well, yeah, it was. It was one of those where I was like, "Listen." tell us if you're struggling with something like my parents always said 
we don't want you to have premarital yeah. sex because I grew up in a Christian household. Right. But my mom said, don't you ever not tell me stuff if you're scared. Right. And that was the biggest thing. Was, Such a serious advantage at the time. Was yeah. just being open. My parents yeah. were super open about it. And honestly, I think that's kind of why I'm very open when I talk to people. Yeah. I'm very, I'm very almost, you say like trusting or wear my heart on my sleeve yeah. and be like, listen, I don't like this. Yeah. And I'll tell some, I'll tell people that. And I think that like. It'll that, push some of them away because they're not used to that. Oh yeah. but And that's the thing is like, I, I feel like I'm like, hey, I yeah. talk, I have conversations with my wife and I will be straight up honest. Yeah. And I'll be like, I'm honest to a fault with certain stuff. I'm yeah. like, listen, this is what I like. This is what I don't like. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. And she's like, oh wow, cool. Yeah. Because usually you're, nobody's never that open. Dude, if you talked to me five years ago and you were that open, I think you would have pushed me away. But now I've done so much growth. And, that, and, and guys, I hope you guys are listening to this. Like those moments, because I would love that for my parents if they were more open about some of those weird conversations like pre-metal, like sex and like stress and negative talk and negative mindset. But it's it's really like those moments that you wish you had can also create disadvantages and the the stuff that you really hated about your parents can create all of these advantages the lesson here is like you don't have to be perfect right and in those imperfect times it doesn't feel great like you, like you yelling at your kid and then you're I'm like you're not going to be happy about it no but it doesn't the thing about it's this it's the after effect you don't have to beat yourself up for years about it because at some at some point along the way there might be advantage that's that you might not see i think the biggest thing when when i'm when i'm raising lucas is just showing him that discomfort failure pain has major opportunities and the way i can teach him that is i can show him and you show them through the workouts. You show them when you miss a lift. You show them when actually you lose. Actually, I played soccer with my son, and, and he, uh, I, I, I beat him so bad. It was 9-0, and he was so sad. And I took him, and I, and I sat him aside, and then we, we talked about it. But like showing him those things. Like, I'm not just going to let you beat me. Mm-hmm. But the other side was like, this kid's just like me. He hates losing. He wants to win, right? So he got better. He actually started to figure it out. I mean, I still, I still kind of gave him that win, but for the most part, it's like you just hope to just give him the value, that discomfort, pain, failure, mistakes. There's opportunities oh, in that too. For sure. I mean, I think the what you just said was letting your kids see you fail. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing is when he was slightly younger, maybe around in uh, in his twos, mm-hmm. there I just was losing my patience quickly. Yeah, and so there were a couple times where I was like, "Man, I I totally screamed at him for no no reason, no reason." I'm all like, "Why did I get so upset?" And I had to kind of reevaluate how am I going to approach this. And I walked up to him and I was like, "Buddy, I'm sorry that I got so upset." I yeah. shouldn't have screamed at you. Yes. Do you forgive daddy? And he, his first reaction was, oh, dad, dad, it's not your fault. And I was okay. like, what? That's awesome. And, and he was like, you know, it's like, oh, it's not your fault. He knew that it wasn't good. Yeah. But he knew that I didn't do it on purpose. 
That's so good. And yeah. I didn't. It's not like I taught him. That's yeah. not like I even taught him to say that. That that level but, of forgiveness. Yeah, but so he literally good. was like, "Okay, Dada, I I saw that you fail, and I was open to him about yeah. me failing. I'm like, listen, Dada should not have yelled at you. Yeah. But then he his first response was, "It's not your fault." Yeah. Like it's just crazy, and I was like, man, I think that's like a huge parenting like tip. Yeah. Parenting huge tips, parent, like huge parenting tip, and also entrepreneur coaching lifestyle yeah. tip is show people that it's okay to fail. Yeah, it's so interesting. So we'll have our tantrums, right? So we'll have our quick tantrums. Like you had a tantrum on failing. I have my mental tantrums when I'm driving. I'm like, oh man, I gotta be able to pay rent i gotta be able to teach this coach is not doing really really well i have this shitty client and you know it was it was actually raining at the time in my car right and then i'm I'm just like i'm i'm thinking about all my problems and then my son goes he's like look at that dolphin and i was like what are you talking about right that dolphin and and he was talking about like the water creating mm-hmm. some type of dolphin mark and it just dawned on me that was like like, like I'm seeing pain and misery and stress, and he sees dolphins, right? And it just pulls you, so you get out of your own tantrum, and then you're like, shoot, where's the dolphins in my life? And then you look at like, oh, well, this coach is doing amazing. You know, 12, 12 months ago, I'm doing a lot better than where I was. This is a good problem to have, you know? So it's like... <clears throat> You can have your own tantrums, and then they can give you the life lesson. Where you think you're giving all the life lessons, nah. They're giving oh, yeah. the life lessons, bro. Oh, yeah. That's why it's so good. I think it goes back to the simplicity of life, man. Their, their yeah. life's not complicated. It's simple. It's That's easy. Great. Yeah. And we lose that simplicity. And honestly, it, it takes a child to kind of shake that out of you yeah. sometimes where it's like, hey i'm just having fun living life i'm present in the moment and then we're like man i'm not present right now stressed about this i'm stressed about that and they're like i just care about going to the park and having fun and you're like dang man when have i just gone to the park and have fun yeah mark we just went like 40 plus minutes on this but anyways we'd have to do this again different topic Guys, you see, like, my talks are a lot more fluid when I'm bouncing out. I'm more conversational. It takes me a lot of time to just talk to a mic. But I want to give you guys some action plans. Action plans, like, learning something great, learning without taking action, I think is just, it's a disservice on my part. It's a disservice and just, I feel like, the, the learning side of things. But the action plans is, I want you guys to ask yourself, like, like what are your beliefs about being a good parent? Versus, like, versus also being a good father, or I mean, a good coach, or a good nurse, or a good doctor, or a good business owner. Like, what are your thoughts about that? Is it cohesive? Meaning, is it are they making each other better, or or do you believe that it's not? Right. The other thing is, how can you leverage one life to help the other? Like really ask yourself that question. You're going to come up with some very unique answers and hopefully you're going to get some lessons very similar to ours. And um, the last one is, are you beating yourself up for not being a good parent? And, are, and is that serving you in the long run? 
And if you can really just look and answer some of those questions, spend a few minutes out of your time, you will be more childlike. You'll actually have more fun in the process. And um, that's what we want you to get out of this. So, Mark, do you want to add any other action plans for, for, for today? Adapt. 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 I love it, guys. So, again, prepare to adapt. Always remind yourself every discipline affects other disciplines. It's really up to you to choose if it's going to affect it in a good way or affect it in a bad way. So, guys, if you guys like that episode, make sure you guys share it on IG. Share it with a homie. If you guys thought it was straight ass, wait till the next episode because we're going to get better. Okay? But I thought this was great. So, um, as always, guys, peace out. Be better. See you soon. Peace.